In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We all have, more than likely, heard stories about a moment in time that defines the path that someone chooses to make. Generally, they go something like this. Jill has to go to the hospital for some reason. It might be that her grandmother has become ill, or perhaps Jill, as a small child, has contracted some childhood disease herself. Through interactions with some of the medical staff, or perhaps Jill having taken a liking to her own doctor, Jill decides that she wants to imitate that person who has changed her life and submits applications, gets accepted to, and proceeds to study medicine. She becomes a doctor and treats people with illnesses similar to what either she or her grandmother had. Some of you might have had a journey similar to this. It might have led you to choose your career, perhaps the charities that you support. I know priests and ministers who had one or two pastors who guided them down this road. There are many reasons why we imitate the people who have moved us, who have aided us in our formation, or have been a beacon, or to use a colloquial term much in vogue, a role model. That leads us to examine the first portion of the gospel passage for today. We are continuing the story that we began last week when Jesus encountered the man with the unclean spirit in the synagogue. And it is now the evening of that same Sabbath day. Jesus has left the synagogue and has found his way to the home of Simon, Andrew, and by implication, their immediate and surrounding families. Among those who are there, is Simon's mother-in-law, and she too is ill, or at least unwell. She is in bed, and she is stricken with a fever. Now, we need to remember, as we review just these few verses, that our gospeler is a writer who packs a punch. Every verse, every word, is highly charged and immensely important. Mark uses every word carefully, and in doing so, he gives us details in a rather peculiar way. He uses words that move the story in such a manner that we might always be looking forward, but we always have to be looking and remembering every detail and recall to mind events in this passage forward in the later events in the Gospel. One of the jokes around New Testament scholars is the many ways that Mark conveys the word immediately, and all the different ways we translate that word to make the gospel easier to read in English. There is this suddenness of conveying of things happening at once. We might even say from time to time, suddenly. In the first few verses of this passage, Jesus immediately comes to Simon and Andrew's house and is told immediately about Simon's mother-in-law with the fever. And the fever left her immediately. But notice that it is not just Jesus who acts immediately, but all of the characters who are mentioned. 
and one of those is Simon's mother-in-law. Jesus heals her, takes away her favor, fever, and immediately she begins to serve him and the disciples. Now, there are several curious things that we must pay attention to. The first is that Jesus raised her up. It is language that is reminiscent of resurrection, of Jesus' own raising up later in the gospel. It is not that she is simply healed, but she is enabled to stand, and she has been given life again and life anew. The next thing is what she does. Once she has been healed, once she has been raised up, she begins to serve her Lord. It is not clear what all she did, but this is not just simply about her fixing a meal or providing refreshment. She has been healed by her Lord and is now ready to serve our Lord. She is, in many ways, the first deacon, the first person to service Jesus after being healed and restored. Many times we say that through our convictions of faith and through baptism, through our own Christian living, that we are restored or made whole. We talk about Jesus healing our hearts or the redemptive love of God that heal our wounds. We even acknowledge times that this has happened and we give thanks. But what we sometimes forget is that healing requires us then to serve our Lord. And serving our Lord has been part of our story from the beginning of Genesis and the role of the man and the woman in the garden to the call of the judges to serve the Lord, to the psalmists and the prophets, all who proclaim and remind us that we are to serve the Lord. And now Jesus has healed this woman, has restored her to fullness of health, and her first reaction is to serve Jesus. And that is our response to Serving the Lord is a difficult thing. It's not always easy. Serving Jesus in our world is confusing at times. And it sometimes leads down paths that are dark and uncertain. We don't always know the way all the time. But Jesus goes with us and guides us into that work that we must do. Serving the Lord becomes a habit or a virtue over time, but it takes practice, and it takes work, and it means that we fail from time to time. But we always keep working. We keep trying and keep looking for opportunities that come our way for the work of God, the opus day to be done. Earlier this week, the world learned of the death 
of Captain Sir Tom Moore. Sir Tom is a prime example of someone who learned the meaning of service and became an inspiration to the United Kingdom and millions around the world. Sir Tom had served during the Second World War and after his retirement from the armed forces went into business in England, primarily in the concrete industry. Like everyone else, Sir Tom was concerned about the coronavirus and what it would mean for hospitals and healthcare workers. But unlike the majority of us, Sir Tom decided to do something about it. Ten days before his 100th birthday, he began a small and modest campaign to raise £1,000 for the UK's National Health Service, with the funds going to aid nurses and their associates. What the plan was seemed simple enough. He would walk, with the aid of his walker, ten laps of about 25 yards each, in his yard during the next 10 days, completing 100 laps on his 100th birthday. News of this spread across social media, and Tom's goal was raised from 1,000 pounds to 5,000 pounds, and later still to half a million. All told, in 10 days' time, a 99-year-old man with a walker walking laps in his yard raised $32,796,475 British pounds. 32700000 almost $32,800,000 British pounds. Why? We might ask. Because he understood what service means. And that even someone old and feeble can aid and contribute to the fabric of our society and of our lives. His motto of tomorrow will be a good day became the name of a book he was assisted with. It was said that he was the best of British. A passenger train service, was the name was changed to the Sir Tom Moore Line. And in a private ceremony at Windsor Castle, Captain Moore became Captain Sir Tom Moore when Queen Elizabeth II knighted him while he stood with his walker on the lawn at the castle on a perfect July day. Sir Tom can serve as an inspiration to many of us. We, can, we, we, we sometimes say to ourselves that we're too old or too tired or too sick or too poor or that we are simply a nobody. Sir Tom proves us wrong. But while he served his country in profound ways, we all can serve our Lord 
in things both great and small. It is the proper and fitting response of us who have been forgiven, who have been healed, and who have been restored. Let us all look for ways in which we can serve our Lord and Savior as a sign of our thanks to our Lord Jesus Christ for his love and grace and mercy.